The Lessons Learned for Vets podcast is proud to be brought to you by AFMA, the American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association. Established in 1879, they are the longest standing nonprofit association empowering military families with affordable financial solutions for generations. Offering life insurance, wealth management, mortgages, survivor assistance, and other benefits, AFMA is here to support you through every stage of life. AFMA is dedicated to helping service members be financially and logistically ready for life after the military. To support you in this process, AFMA would like to offer you their free downloadable transition timeline, a step-by-step guide to help you create a comprehensive military transition plan. Let AFMA help you get ready for your next step by visiting afma.com backslash LL4V. That's A-A-F-M-A-A.com slash LL, the number four, V or clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, your military transition debrief from the veteran mentors who've gone before you. My name is Lori Norris, and I've been teaching veterans how to successfully navigate their military transition since 2005. I'm a civilian who speaks the language of all branches of the U.S. military, and I'm on a mission to educate veterans in the job search marketing process. This podcast shares the military transition hot washes and after action reports of your fellow veterans to smooth your own path out of the military. You can call Wounded Warrior Projects, their resource center, and say, I need help, and they'll assign you a service officer. You can do the same thing with DAV, Disabled American Veterans, VFW, American Legion, uh, PVA, uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America, right? You simply contact them. Their website has information about how to get help and how to get a service officer. That's one avenue. States also have a Department of Veterans Affairs or Veteran Services. Your state has service officers. They're paid by the state to do this. Many counties have service officers, okay? So there's these service officers who can help. So, you know, that's that's one way, that's one way to do it. The other thing is every decision VA makes, you can appeal. So obviously, if you've gone through this and said, I'm not happy with a no, or I'm not happy with the amount, you can appeal your decision. And VA has changed that process so it's much more streamlined. You used to take Years and years, you had to go see a judge. Now there's some special lanes or different options to do that. And again, a service officer can help you do that. On today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, I'm excited to welcome Dr. Paul Lawrence. Paul is a veteran, businessman, author, and passionate veteran advocate. For almost three years, Paul served as Undersecretary of Benefits of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, unanimously confirmed by the Senate on April 26, 2018. As undersecretary, he was in charge of the Veteran Benefits Administration, leading a team of 25,000 people with an operating budget of $4 billion and administering $120 billion in benefits annually. In 2023, to make the benefits experience easier for veterans, he wrote Veteran Benefits for You, an easy-to-read how-to guide, which was just released on July 4th. Paul is an Army veteran, having completed his ROTC requirement as an Airborne Qualified Captain. And Paul, I am excited to have you here to talk to me about your book today. Well, thanks so much, Lori. It's great to be with you. So, you know, our show is all about transition, right? That's what we talk about, what we focus on on the transition. Is, but I really believe that knowing how to effectively utilize your veteran benefits is a really important part of having that post-military success. So, I want to just start with an overview 
of kind of what veteran benefits encompass. Certainly. And it's important to think about service and the way you're breaking it apart, right? While you're in the military, you get, you know, um, a competitive salary. But don't forget, Congress, the American people set up benefits as a special things veterans earn. So it is part of their transition life if if it's applicable, right? So the benefits include things like disability compensation. You've been hurt or injured while in service, and this will cause you problems getting employment or maybe expenses and the like. So there's a monetary payment for that. The GI Bill, the education benefits of the GI Bill are one of the most famous and well-known college education if you served honorably. But also you can use it elsewhere uh, for other things like apprenticeships and certificates and the like. Home loan guarantee, ability to purchase a home with no money down, something that civilian counterparts will have to save for, right? That'll cause some problems. There's other things like a pension. Um, you know, if you're down on your luck and you're having a hard time, you can qualify for a pension, kind of a safety net thing. Um, insurance, VA provides uh, insurance. And this is particularly important if you've been service connected or disabled and can't get insurance elsewhere. And there's a handful of other benefits and the like. So there's many, there's many of them, and most folks don't know about all of them. So I think that that's, you know, something that we'll talk about your book throughout today, but I believe that you do a really good job of clarifying all of those. So how does a veteran go about learning about all the different benefits to which they're entitled? Certainly. Well, they'll have a couple of ways to do that. One is they can go on the internet at va.gov and kind of read through them. They'll have a, you know, I think a day and a TAP, the Transition Assistance Program, right? But it's kind of a fire hose. So that's one way, you know, they can get information from a veteran service organization like Wounded Warrior Project, or quite frankly, they can buy my book, which is what I wrote about. Um, not so much a plug, but just say, I have them all in there and I try to make it easier to understand because sometimes the legalese just makes it very hard and people give up and they don't apply for things they've earned. And that is really just a problem. That's how they learn about them. How do they go about applying for them? Right. Every benefit, the only way you can get it is you actually have to apply. So things like disability compensation, you have to either go on the website and apply yourself. But for disability compensation, it often tends to be very hard and rather complicated. So veterans, service members at the end there can get no cost assistance from a veteran service officer, generally part of a veteran service organization from Wounded Warrior Project, from DAV, Disabled American Veterans, VFW, American Legion, places like that have people trained to help veterans do this. So while veterans are all generally very smart, if you haven't done something you know, it's always good to have someone help you do it. So that's that. Others are pretty much straightforward. You apply for the GI Bill, for example, you get accepted into college. Then you turn to VA and you apply to have them cover it using your GI Bill. When you purchase a home and you want to use the home loan guarantee, you go about purchasing a home. And when it comes time to finance it, you simply ask, I want to use the VA home loan and exchange pieces of paper. And they go ahead and do that. So most of them are straightforward, but they do require the veterans sort of initiate it through applying. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people with this show. And one of the things, a kind of a common thread that I hear, well, there really are two. Like, oh, it's, it's so much trouble. I don't want to deal with all the trouble to go through the process. Or like, I, I just served and I did what I, I signed up to do. I don't deserve additional benefits. You hear that yourself? Yeah. Well, let's let's do the second one first because this is the this is the most whatever. So don't forget, these are not entitlements. These are things veterans earn. This is sort of the th the thing, right? So 
you know, they're there for you. They're things you've earned. And if they're eligible, if you truly did hurt yourself, disability compensation is something you can ha get, right? Whatever. It, and it's often not so much, you know, I'm okay now. Well, I don't think I need it, right? But later, you know, things get worse, right? Classic is for example, well, my hearing is pretty fine, but I was around a lot, a lot of noises. And yeah, from time to time, I can't hear some stuff. This is my brother, served in the military, right? Goes to, comes to my daughter's wedding. I try to say something to him. The wife says, turn and speak in the other ear. He can't hear out of one ear, right? Loud noise is what I said. That's disability compensation. This is what happens to you. So, so folks like that, I would say, it's something you've earned, okay? You're, you know, it's available for you. And if you think something's wrong, it's just going to get worse. Your knees, your ankle, your back, your hearing, things like that. So, you know, it's there and it's easier to get sooner than later because later you often don't have the documentation you need or the conditions are just can be very problematic. So, I, I mean, I, I've lived this, right? I've, my um, father-in-law was a member of the Commandant's own drum and bugle corps. Surrounded by, you know, horns and flutes and what, you know, the you know, marching band and his hearing has gotten progressively worse. And so if he hadn't documented that, oh, also he was a military police officer in addition to being in the band. So, uh, you know, if he hadn't documented that throughout his entire military career and throughout his entire earlier part of his life, now when he's in his 70s, he would give an even harder time because he actually went back and got reevaluated and upped his percentage as things progressed for him. That's very good. In fact, it's called a claim for increase, an increase in his claim. And basically the advice people get is, look, every three to five years, go back and see if the conditions have gotten worse, right? And you would be eligible for an increase. And so it's easier to do an increase because they have all the information about you, whereas, you know, the original claim could be hard. And you're right. If you do it when you're 70 and you can't find the documentation and you forget exactly how all this happened, right? It really is hard, and that's when people really object to it. I need it, and it's just a very hard process at that point. It is not about deserving, right? It's about earning. You earned it. And, um, you know, when we talk about, we, you know, the first thing I said is, oh, it's so much trouble. Well, yes, it's a process, and because any benefits is a process of application, I really feel like your book helps to clarify what you're entitled to and how you go about it, which I think is the, the value, the true value of it. So when we think about veteran benefits, what would you say are some of the most utilized benefits out there? Well, certainly the GI Bill, the education benefit, that's a big thing, right? Serve honorably for three years, you get a free, co free college education, okay? So that's, but a lot of people don't wanna go to college, right? Not everybody in America goes to college, that's just an interesting. But it can also be used for things like, you know, technical training, a lot of medical technicians, right? You need some training, right? Um, electricians, truck drivers, you can use the GI Bill for a wide range of things. The other thing, and I alluded to it a minute ago, certificates, right? You get a certificate in cybersecurity in this day and age, that can really change your progression in your, in your, in your uh, civilian job, right? Hey, at promotion time, I got a cyber certificate, so, you know, uh, my friends don't, my my peers don't, right? I'm likely to get promoted. So that's that's one that's used. The home loan guarantee, the ability to purchase a home, I think as you know from talking to people in your life, a home is one of the biggest assets anybody will have in their portfolio, okay? With the home loan guarantee, veterans can purchase a home with no money down. You don't have to save, whatever. So you don't have to rent, you can build equity. 
And I've seen lots of examples where people use the equity in their home to start their own veteran-owned business. So really, those are the two that come to mind that you think, okay, everybody knows about this, but sadly they don't, nor how to use them or how to make some sense in like their journey post-military. And also the GI Bill can be passed to your children, correct? Right. If you, Yeah, that's a, that's a Department of Defense thing you have to do when you re-enlist or do that, but that's exactly right. The other thing too is many states have additional benefits for your kids related to education depending upon if you're service disabled or not. So state benefits, and I talk a little bit about this in the book, exist that can complement a lot of what you can get from VA. Now, here's the uh, the flip side. What are some of the most underutilized benefits out there for veterans? Yeah, there's two that, there's two, there's two that are kind of subtle. One is what's called pension. And this is designed to be a means-tested benefit if you are, I'll say, in a difficult situation. In many ways, it's a safety net, right? If your assets fall below a certain, your asset and income fall below a certain level and you serve during periods of war, which is basically everything since 1990, okay, and you can qualify for a small pension. It's not a lot, but if you don't have much, it's a lot, right? This is often really valuable for people who are either homeless or on the cusp of homelessness, right? So maybe you have a friend or a colleague or buddy saying, you know, I'm having a hard time. I've lost my job. I'm running out of stuff, right? I'm running out of money. This is something that can help them, okay? So VA benefit, and again, it's it's available. You don't have to have served during combat. It's just during what's called wartime, which is everything since after 1990, okay? Okay, that's an example. The other is insurance. Again, if you're service disabled, you might not be able to get life insurance or a certain amount. VA has an insurance portfolio. And then another very popular benefit is what's called VRE, Veterans Readiness and Employment. Um, it's uh, for folks who are service disabled, it's additional training and help. But it, the best way to think about it is an example, right? You go off and you join the military and you often imagine, hey, when I get out in three years, four years, whatever, I want to be a teacher. I'll stand in front of classrooms all day long, whatever. Something happened to you in service and now you can't stand, right? And so this really limits your ability to be whatever you wanted to be requires standing, okay? Well, you go to the VA and say, I want to, I want help with v, through VR&E. Counselors will sort of test you and say, okay, what could you do to get employment, right? What are the other options now that your service has changed maybe what you had in mind because of some physical or, or, or problems like that? So that's also a, a well, a less known but now being more and more utilized benefits. So those are those are several. I honestly had no idea that the pension even existed. I thought the pension was only for retirees. Yeah. So the name is the name is misleading, no doubt, Lori. It's called pension, but it's really more of a safety net benefit, right? And it's also available to spouses if they survive the veteran, if something happened to him or her. And hopefully I'm the only one that didn't know that was a thing. But if that is a surprise to anyone else out there, that's one thing I think we should absolutely spread the word on um, so that we can help those who are struggling, who are, like you said, on the verge of homelessness or really going through a difficult time. That could be the difference between being on the street and not. And I think that is an amazing benefit. So I'm, I definitely want to read more on that. But I'm, I'm really glad you shared that one. So thank you for that. Um, so I'm trying to think about the, the best way to, to say this. So if someone is listening and they're hesitant, right? They, they say, well, like I said earlier, I don't deserve it. It's, it's too hard. What would you tell them about the importance of using those benefits for their family, for their future? 
So that's exactly it. So you might say, it's too hard for me. I don't want to do it. But generally, the benefits set in motion, benefits for your family if something happens to the veteran. Okay. So you're, you do get service uh, connected and you end up passing because of something related to your service connection. Your family will get benefits. And so it's really a way to think about the family, right? It could be a payment, you know, a small payment, but also could be, you know, help with education and things like that, right? So it's really, it's really, um, there are a series of benefits I describe in the book called survivor benefits. So they're really, it's really, you know, some about you, no doubt, but it also can really help your family. Again, your services generated these special things, you know, you should be aware of them and, and consider rejecting them out of hand carefully because they really can help your loved ones. And even, you know, like you said, the home loan and, and having that roof over your head, that stability, that asset, that growth of your portfolio of real estate for your future. Like you said, it's probably the biggest investment many of us will make. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it it is one of those things where in the short term, it might be a burden. It might be difficult. There might be a lot of paperwork and rigmarole and back and forth involved. But you've got to look at the long term future aspect of the value of that. And just like I I gave the example of my father-in-law, who if he hadn't started the process with his hearing 40 years ago, you know, think about the position he would be in today when he's, you know, really can't hear any of us unless he has a really high quality hearing aid in, which was paid for by the VA. And on also some of these kind of happen where, you know, science gets better. So for example, when people started showing up and saying, hey, I think Agent Orange in Vietnam caused me some problems, but nobody understood it. But if you had applied for the benefit and years later when it got recognized as, yes, it should be a benefit, you know, now you're on record saying, I applied for this benefit and I got denied. And now you get back payment, if you will, for that. If you go interview and say, hey, something happened. And later the science changes. The fact that you've already applied is is valuable in the process. So you never know what might be attributed to what years from now as the science gets better. For those of you that are still serving and are listening to this show, be sure you're keeping good records and that you're going to see the doctor and and documenting things when they occur. You know, now, my daughter's not a veteran, but we just had this issue with her. She had a surgery that they told her she really needed, but it was a surgery that we did with a doctor who didn't take our insurance. So he's like, don't worry about it. You pay me. You're going to turn it in. Your insurance is going to reimburse you. We went to the insurance, $7,000. They said, nope, we don't have any documentation of it being necessary. It, you know, it throughout her life. We, they documented it when she was 11. We did the surgery when she was 18 and grew up. But we didn't have documentation from 11 to to 18 to say that it was still necessary. And they didn't pay it. That was $7,000 out of our pocket. That, no, that's exactly right. This is exactly right. The documentation really matters. Get it on record so later, you know, you can do it. And, and the thing about, you know, the process of applying being hard, you're right. You know, there is an element of, you know, people do apply who don't earn, didn't earn these benefits. So you do have to kind of screen that out. But again, that's where getting somebody to help you. The point about a no-cost service officer to help you, I mean, this is what they're trained to do. So it doesn't have to be hard if you get good help. You know, it's like some people don't do their taxes themselves, but they have professionals help them who really understand the language and they do it every day for a living. So, you know, there are ways to reduce the burden. So if someone is having trouble accessing their benefits or maybe they're running into an issue getting approved, like what is the process that they can go through to get help? So where can they find that assistance? 
Sure. So let's go through let's go let's go through a couple things. So getting a service officer, right? You can call Wounded Warrior Projects, their resource center, and say, I need help, and they'll assign you a service officer. You can do the same thing with DAV, Disabled American Veterans, VFW, American Legion, uh, PVA, Par uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America, right? You simply contact them. Their website has information about how to get help and how to get a service officer. That's one avenue. States also have a Department of Veterans Affairs or Veteran Services. Your state has service officers. They're paid by the state to do this. Many counties have service officers, okay? So there's these service officers who can help. So, you know, that's that's one way that's one way to do it. The other thing is every decision VA makes, you can appeal. So obviously, if you've gone through this and said, I'm not happy with a no or I'm not happy with the amount, you can appeal your decision. And VA has changed that process so it's much more streamlined. You used to take Years and years, you had to go see a judge. Now there's some special lanes or different options to do that. And again, a service officer can help you do that. So there's all kinds of ways to make sure you sort of feel I was fully heard. And, you know, I think the right decision was made. A little over a year ago, Cheryl Mason, from who was with the Veteran Affairs Appeals Department, was on. And I encourage you, if you are navigating that process and aren't happy with where you landed on that that spectrum of benefits of eligibility, go back and listen to her episode. And she gives a lot of really good information about how to navigate the appeals process effectively as well. So she's no longer in that role, but her her information still stands. So Yeah, no, that's a great. Cheryl's great. She did a wonderful job when she was the chairman of the Board of Veterans Appeals. And so, yeah, that's right. That's a good example of every everything was working to try to make it easier. So veterans felt I'd been treated fairly. And as I said earlier, like what I really love about your book is it's very easy to understand, right? It very succinctly breaks down each benefit category. So I'm going to put it up here for anybody that's watching. How can someone find this Veteran Benefits for You book from you? Oh, sure. It's on Amazon. So like everything in life, it's on Amazon. So they can find <laughs> it there. Uh, and, you know, it's available and uh, it retails for $24.95, I think. But sometimes they run little sales, too. So maybe it's less depending upon whatever they're doing. So that's how you can get it. So the book was just released on July 4th. So I will put a link in the show notes so you can find that easily. But you all know how to use Amazon. I, I don't unless you've been living under a rock. You know how to use Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. That's my answer for everything. I don't know. Let's check Amazon. So there you go. Well, I appreciate you coming on and just spending some time with us going through some important benefits questions that I, I had. And uh, I really appreciate the book. And thank you so much for your time. No, and thanks for your concern about veterans, your interest in veterans, Lori. And like, all I would do is reinforce the point you made, right? Dif can be a difficult process, but it, again, it's something veterans earn. And I'd urge them to think carefully about, you know, applying for benefits to use them, things like the home loan or the education but certainly for disability compensation. It's what it's there for. It's what the laws are designed to do. And again, Congress, the American people through Congress set this up for veterans. So it's some, it's an earned benefit. Excellent. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Lori. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. If you learned just one lesson today that you believe can help you in your military transition, then I've done my job. Please don't keep this podcast a secret. Share it with as many of your active duty service member friends and transitioning veterans who may be struggling with that process as possible. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and join our YouTube channel so you don't miss any lessons that we share.